Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you into the 7 o'clock hour we go. All right. Exactly what's happening, by the way. What's that? What middle screen suggested on the text line. What did he suggest? Basically that Marlon Humphreys and maybe Mark Andrews, like the Ravens are probably like, well... We don't really need these guys this week. It seems like how Baltimore's kind of treating the Texans yeah. right now. So I'll be surprised if Andrews plays because I think Harbaugh will be like, eh, Texans, we don't, we don't need them. We need, we need these guys for when we, when we play the Bills yeah. or the Chiefs next yeah, week. Yeah, we need these for the real yeah. teams because we're the just going to roll over the Texans. Oh, boy, they're really setting themselves up. I choose to believe up. that. Good job, middle screen. They're setting themselves up. Yep. Marlon Humphrey's going to be sitting there smoking a cigar up in the press box or up in a luxury <laughs> suite. Watch it. Just figure like, ah, I'll just watch watch my team do their work. Yeah. yeah. Mark Andrews would probably just be getting a massage during the game or something. Yeah. Somebody's going to come in and be like, Mr. Andrews, Mr. Andrews, they're losing. They need you. They need you. He's like, I can't. I've already been deactivated because right? we we're going to roll over the Texans. I don't know if you know how the administrative work yeah. Uh, happens with this stuff, but when when it, when you're deactivated, I can't just go down there with a cape on and bail us out because we're trailing seventeen nothing to C.J. Stroud. So they're cocky, and um, and we'll see we'll, we'll see, see how that plans how that plays out for him. I mean, the Browns were pretty cocky too. Yeah. yeah. Um, paint me a picture, guys. Here okay. he's asking you to put on your beret. Yep. Uh, get your uh, your afro fluffed up like yep. Bob Ross. Get your palette out, your paints, your canvas, and he says, "How do you guys see?" A win happening for the Texans, sort of a paint-me-a-picture scenario. Hey, a, a lot of it, much like it was for me last week, is going to be more based on the Texans' defense because I do think that, much like last week, what you're going to have to do is try to expose some weaknesses or exploit some weaknesses and then also create turnovers for the, uh, for, the for the Ravens. So there is some... There's some things working for the Texans right now, and one of the reasons that they beat the Browns as thoroughly as, as they did is that this defense is evolving, and it's different than it was even a few weeks ago. And it's in, it's in this way: the Texans are they're disguising their coverages um, a lot more than they had before, uh, especially when they blitz. And I think it was something that D'Amico maybe was nervous since they were they were having so many mental errors and blown coverages to begin with that he didn't really trust that guys could pull off some of the stuff they've been pulling off. But both those pick sixes, including the one that, obviously, the one that uh, D'Amico was telling Christian Harris exactly what was happening. Yep. I don't, I don't want to get too technical here, but basically, on the first interception by Steven Nelson, they were lined up showing zone and at the snap they rotated to man and Blake Cashman blitzed from a normal linebacker line it wasn't crowding up he he disguised it really really well um and then on the very next series they did the exact opposite where they showed man 
and and it, and Blake Cashman was up at the line of scrimmage, and at the snap they rotated to zone. Blake Cashman dropped off into coverage, and because Flacco thought they were in man, he thought that he thought that uh, Christian Harris is going to be locked on the running back uh, in coverage, and he was not. No, he was just sitting and lurking and waiting. Yeah. yeah. So Lamar Jackson has had trouble. When they change the middle of the field look, basically just when they when they go from zone to man or uh, man to zone, it's you know sometimes more complicated than that, but whatever. Um, that that is sometimes that sometimes created problems for Lamar Jackson. Mm. Um, so and it's a new look for the Texans as they're doing it more frequently now. So there's not a lot of film of them doing that. Mm-hmm. They've they've grown and advanced a little bit over these last several weeks as a defense. So the the opportunity would be in getting a pick um, or making Lamar hold on to the ball a little bit. And uh, he he gets the drops. He's himself at times. Yeah. He's tied for fifth most fumbles in the league. It wasn't awful. He had a bad stretch early in the season where uh, it was he he turned the ball over as many times as he's had passing touchdowns. He had touchdowns. one against the Texans in that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he got that under control. But yeah. that, again... That's part of it. And then the other part of it is just from a pure four-man pass rush. Those offensive tackles for the Ravens, Moses and Ronnie Stanley, are both very good players. Ronnie Stanley has been extremely good in the past. This year, he's been plagued with injuries. He's had a concussion. He's had lower body injuries. And he's been kind of shuffled in and out. They've given the, both those guys have had to take series off in games before. Wow. So they've been very inconsistent. And the offensive line as a whole – has gotten better over the last third of the season, but they're 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 not as stout, I think, as maybe some of the statistics suggest. But especially at the offensive tackle position. So, just like last week, John Grenard, um, John Grenard and and uh, and Will Anderson, Will Anderson thank yeah. you, are are going to be vital in this in this effort. Throw Derek Barnett in and there Derek too. Barnett. God, yeah. I keep forgetting Derek Barnett. Yeah. I'm sorry, Derek. Yeah. Derek Barnett's been incredibly productive. Damn it, he's been very consistent, no doubt. That's interesting. So in, in you painting a picture, I was expecting the painting at the very end to just be a picture of C.J. Stroud with a smile on his face. Yeah. But instead, I've got a picture of an ensemble of Will okay. Anderson and Steven Nelson and the defensive side of the ball. This is the thing about the defense. The And this is where Bobby Sloak, man, if he has a good game versus this Ravens defense, it'll be... Uh, I, I feel like he's, he's. There's no chance he won't get a. Head <laughs> He'll get an job offer, or right? An offer. Right. Yeah, it's a huge stage because they've for been him. against. Okay, last week the Browns statistically were a top two defense. <laughs> now they're facing the statistically a top two. They defense. go out and put thirty on the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, so they're just very, very well balanced. Yeah. I mean, if you ask Lair what the weakness of the Ravens defense is. Right now, it's that Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback, is going to be out. It's an injury. That's yeah. an injury, and like yeah. that's out. Like they. So if you even try to describe what or you know what their style is as a defense, it's really hard to say because they they change from week to week to week. You look at like the predominant coverage they run in various games, and it changes. Like at week one, they ran a whole bunch of cover six versus the Texans, and that was the last time all season that that was their predominant coverage. They're a game plan defense. Yeah, they're a game plan defense. They yes. are what Bill O'Brien promised us on offense ten years ago. So what they do really well is disguise. And they're very, very versatile. So the challenge is for the challenge for both CJ and Bobby Slowick is okay, like what's the disguise and what is it after the snap? And that's where some of the opportunities are gonna have to come. And and you know where the real challenge there too is on the wide receivers. And like 
Robert Woods' ability to kind of read and diagnose uh, Nico Collins, obviously, aside from his physical ability, just how much has he grown as a veteran and his ability to adjust to coverages, especially if they're shifting and changing. And then Dalton Schultz. Um, so that's... Uh, uh, like it's there's no one person you can pick on. It's really going to be up to okay. It's Bobby Slowick versus that entire defense. We've talked very little about Devin Singletary this week. Yeah, what's your optimism level that they're able to run the football on that? The okay, of of relative strengths. I don't want to call it a weakness for the Ravens, but that's not one of their relative strengths. It's a relative weakness compared to what everything the else stuff, they do. Yeah. Now, part of it is now, and this is the interesting thing. This is the hard part with with CJ. CJ's going to have to be very, very careful and pick and choose when he decides to attack because what the Ravens are really good at is just kind of not playing. I don't want to call it bend but don't break, um, but it's almost it's almost bend but don't break, but they're really good at it, so there's not as much bending. But they're going to try to just almost lure you into situations where you feel like you have to force it. Like they that classic, like, okay, look, we'll let you have a few first downs. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead and take these underneath routes and just wait for somebody to make a mistake uh, and, and to pounce. So for CJ, it is, it's a lot of just that trusting that the defense is going to take care of their business and then just be very judicious when you patience. do take your shots. Yeah, yeah patience. Um, he's shown the ability to do that as the season's gone on this year. So, um D'Amico Ryans, you mentioned that that play with Christian Harris. Um, let's replay that here real quick, the audio. Ben, you, we don't need to play the referee at the end either. Just we, we can chop it after Todd Blackledge gets done talking. Here was D'Amico Ryans coaching. This got a ton of attention this week nationally. And I'll tell you what it feels like in just a second. But here, if just to refresh, here's D'Amico Ryans coaching up Christian Harris on going and getting a pick six. You just hang right there and just play the quarterback. Play the quarterback as soon as he snapped, step in front of it, go pick. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Fourth and two from the Browns 33. It's picked off. Here we go to the left 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. Second pick six of the game. Zone defense. So here's Harris. His eyes are on the quarterback, and at the last minute, he breaks underneath in front of the intended target, Harrison Bryant. This got a lot of attention yesterday, uh, on the particularly on the McAfee show. Um, A.J. Hawk, Chuck Pagano. Yeah. We're going to hear from them in just a second. Um, this reminds me, though, of when everybody was marveling at Sean McVay's recall. Oh, oh, yeah, play. yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> this guy's next plays level. In a row. Oh. He could name third and short in week three you, in the third you, quarter. You know what's gonna? You know what's annoying about that? Yeah. In hindsight, was uh, when I listened to that play callers podcast this summer about Kyle Shanahan yeah, yeah. and his tree and all of those. You know, McVay is a big part of it because they're all young coaches together. Yep, yep. They're talking about back when they were either in Washington or Houston or wherever. That, like they'd work out and they'd kind of like they'd always have these like kind of like contests. They were just all hyper competitive. But, like, the thing McVay always wanted to do is, like, name all the calls on the call sheet this week. And I don't remember if it was LeFleur or some people like, I, I can't do that. It was like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. He's like the guy that always wants to have push-up contests because he knows he can win. <laughs> hey, like, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like the guy 
that's stronger than everybody else and wants to arm wrestle all the time. And then it was but like it, a mental version. Yeah, of it. it sounded super yeah, annoying. See, I like, feel like I've been that guy at certain times yeah, in my life. Hey, you want to play a game? Yeah, you want to play a game that I'm really good at? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've done that. Let's name the last twenty Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah, yeah. And everybody yeah. at the table's like, you can go ahead and do it to yourself, bro. <laughs> see, now I like McVeigh a little bit more. I feel connected to him. So he, yeah, a little bit like that. He's a seer. Yeah, yeah. D'Amico is. Yeah, except D'Amico does not have that type of personality. Not at all. No, he's not annoying. Tamiko would more be like, hey, let me show you some uh, arm wrestling techniques so you can beat your next opponent. That's Maybe right. me. Maybe me. Possibly me. Yeah. Um, here's A.J. Hawk, former linebacker himself, yesterday talking about uh, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico seems to be a guy that he is like the rare combination of being an X and O guy on defense, Can as we just watched. When, it, when you can show something to a player and instantly make him better, like and especially in a game, in a huge game like that, and all of a sudden, boom, you execute it. That'll stick with you for the rest of your life, I think. But D'Amico has that rare combination of able to do that and help you out with the X's and O's and all the stuff inside a game, but also be a leader of men and lead the whole squad and kind of keep them all together. So that's very, very hard to find, though. There's not a lot of those guys. Dude, I, I'll tell you what, honestly, like, um, he's just saying that I was thinking of uh, that, that whole when somebody gives you something like that. Um, I like I'd like Todd Grantham, who is here as my defensive line coach, and I know a lot of different various college football fan bases that uh, like don't don't like Todd Grantham. I will be loyal to that dude for the rest of my life. Gates of hell, because he gave me like he's the one that taught me how. Like I was a better football player in Houston than I was in my previous five years, mostly because like between Vic Fangio and Todd Grantham, they just taught me how to. They taught me how to figure out exactly what the offense was doing like twenty five percent of the time, and all of a sudden it was like I had the cheat code. I was like, oh. Like between between Where have you been all my between life? alignments and stances yeah. and formations and like knowing what coverage was playing behind me and everything, they just gave me like the key. They gave me the answer key to the test, and it was just like all of a sudden I just started making tackles for a loss and everything. It was crazy. It, it's awesome. Yeah. So like so, D'Amico's, That's what D'Amico does for linebackers, especially is like he just he gives them the cheat codes. Yeah. He gives them the like oh, I got all the answers to the test. I know exactly what's coming. You can relate yeah. to Christian Harris. So that's where it's um that's the exciting part is that it does like you teach you learn how to look for that stuff and then you've got it. So like hopefully D'Amico's here for another ten years. But like those backers, Fred Warner, yeah, Fred Warner learned all that stuff in yeah. San Francisco and he's still got it. Yep. Um, and I think hopefully CJ, like whatever Bobby Slowick's been able to impart to CJ too, with a lot of the lessons he's learned this year. If he loses Slowick, hopefully he has that again. Here's one more. This is Chuck Pagano on the McAfee Show, echoing what AJ Hawk just said. Nothing more fulfilling as a coach. To be able, in, in that deep, going back to Christian Harris, a kid out of Alabama, um, being able to show somebody, you break the stuff down hours after hour after hour after hour, and you show them, you show them, show them, and you come down to a situation, down a distance, it's fourth and two, and you've already gone through this in the meetings, right? Your third down meeting, your fourth down meeting, and said, okay, they get in this formation, and this guy's sitting right here. Read the quarterback's eyes. We're going to be step right in front, and then when it happens, oh. like you got that guy for the rest of eternity. Number one, the, from a credibility standpoint, and all, so and and for for D'Amico, I mean that's all you do, right? He's a player's coach, and he just wants to put those guys in the best position he can to be successful. There's nothing more fulfilling. There's nothing more rewarding. Well, yeah, and you saw D'Amico on the sideline in that clip. If you guys haven't seen it, just Google D'Amico Ryan's Christian Harris, um, and it's like he's so on the sideline. Dude. He doesn't even look like he's celebrating. He looks like he's 
running with the football. He's running on it the back. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's a great point. So, like that feeling, yeah. of, like he because he saw it coming too. He did on the sideline and, yep. and knew exactly. Like that part was that part was really cool. Yeah, that um. Well, Fred Warner too. He did it. Fred Warner did a really good interview with I think I think I want to say it was Baldinger and Kurt Warner, um, and uh, like talked about D'Amico teaching him just like how like simplifying NFL offenses and D'Amico or Fred Warner basically saying like look everybody's running the same stuff they just get to it different ways mm-hmm. so like you just all right after a while you start to see like oh okay you guys classify things in your brain you know like you start to see okay this is how this is the window dressing but this is the actual play they're gonna run yeah and like guys for the most part people have the same benchmarks on their routes and everything so you start to get a feel for and, and this is like again for Christian Harris who like I was so worried that he just wasn't going to figure it out and get it because it looked like he just wasn't quite understanding some of the concepts in pass coverage and stuff. Like he's he's getting all that stuff now, and like he knows he knows where his spots are and he knows what to look for and all of that. Like that's the effect of D'Amico on him, and he might end up being he might end up being really really good because he has all that same athletic ability, and now it's just getting that mental side of it down. That's why like so many. Um, you know, Boomer, we heard Boomer do the sportsman the other day about like, ah, oh, it's weird. All these linebackers seem to really have a knack for, for coaching Vrabel, Antonio Pierce, sure. Tomiko. Yep. Um, there is something about linebackers because it's like the blend of all those, like you gotta have a kind of like the, the grittiness of a defensive lineman. You got it, but you know, you've got that athletic side of you that, you know, to where you're, you know, you can relate to the defensive yeah. backs a little bit, but then you gotta, you gotta direct everything. Yep. Um, and they just, the, the mental side of it makes a huge, huge difference with those guys. That's interesting. Um, all right, let's get petty for a little bit here. Let's take pleasure in other people's yes, pains. Yes, And I'm talking to you, up by 45 the petty cast. We unveil the petty cast next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, so Seth and I were texting yesterday, and we're like, boy, there's a lot of good stuff to take pleasure in. Yeah. Other, in pain that others are experiencing right now. I look, yeah, you know when I noticed it? I noticed it when I was, uh, I just, I... For some reason, a bunch of uh, mock drafts came on my timeline because I saw people or people that I, uh, you know, other people that I follow were discussing mock drafts. I'm like, ah, 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 yeah, losers, yeah, ah, you're t- you're you're consumed with mock drafts hey. this time of year. Yeah. It's playoff time, right? You right. losers, yeah. mock drafts, <laughs> mock drafts. You all are probably I would them. never do like mock drafts, power rankings, or anything. No, we would never ever do a segment called mock draft. We would injection. never spend. Uh, we would never do a, a segment every single day on mock drafts for three whole months. Yeah, we did that. Last we did year. that, and it was popular. They liked Much, it. Uh, I was completely surprised. Yep. I think it was because we pulled it off all right. We yeah. didn't make it dry. You know. No, we kept it yeah. fun. Um, it also helps when you're at, when you're choosing at the top of the draft. Choosing two everybody and knows the names yeah. you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you need a quarterback. Yeah, that helps. Um, but. So you noticed this yesterday is all these various fan bases, the other 24 poverty fan bases. There's two things. One, yeah. the poverty fan bases. And two, the the press conferences from the coaches who had been ejected in the playoffs were sitting there. It was Thursday. A lot of these guys hadn't done a press conference until yesterday. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's like, what the, were they hiding in a cave or something? Yeah. I well, can't remember this guy was. And if he was, he had a bucket of chicken with him. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Mike fella. McCarthy. Yeah. So looked he, like he'd been hiding in a cave with a <laughs> rib roast. <laughs> he comes up to the podium with barbecue sauce on his. How would that be chest? like any? How would that be different than any other day? Uh, um, so you and I were texting about this and like, let's be really petty tomorrow about yeah. this stuff. We need a name for this. And you walked in this morning and I saw you and you're like, so what segment are you doing? The petty cast? And I'm like, that's it. That's it. The petty Seth, cast. You magnificent genius. You. We got to make it somehow. It sounds kind of like Pendergast. So uh, we'll. we'll We'll work out some branding. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah maybe some merch. Yeah. Um, so the Pettycast. Uh, let's take pleasure in other people's pain for a little bit here. The Mike McCarthy presser yesterday. I watched while trying to put myself in the shoes of a Cowboy fan. Yeah. And after about six seconds of it, I'm like, boy, this really sucks. Yeah. None of like very few Cowboy fans wanted Mike McCarthy to be the coach next right, year. Right, in the first yeah. place. Here was, let's skip right to two, Ben, here, because I want to make sure we get the other stuff in. Why should this was Jane Slater asked this question? Why should fans buy into you as the head coach of this football team? I believe that uh, the the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place, and um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. But I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. 
So uh, buy why, into us. why should they buy into you? Because I want to win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why should I invest my money with you? Uh, because because I want to make money too. Okay. All <laughs> that's right. What that cool. Is. That's a, that's your expertise right there, is the, it? Okay. The one the the cut that was making the rounds quite a bit yesterday. The one the I think the initial one where you and I started yeah. texting about this was this is Mike McCarthy's message to his players when they get hit in the face with the last two decades yeah. of futility for the Cowboys. McCarthy three. I'm going to tell you this too. I will take no responsibility. And I tell our players this too. Then they have no responsibility on what's going on here. The 20 plus years before that, you know, we're, we're responsible for what's, what's going on in our program. And I know it's disappointing to the fans and, um, but you know, we are in position to learn and grow from this and, and, and build off it. And, and that's the best answer, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a lesson, everybody. Like the first, the first, the first part of a sentence makes a big deal. What you're going to say? It, it, it makes a big deal in like how people are going to receive the message. Yep. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, start anything by saying, "I will take no responsibility." Bingo. Stop. Stop. As soon as you say that. As soon as yeah. you say that, people in their mind are like, oh, this guy's just, he's not accountable. Dude. They don't hear anything that comes after that. It doesn't, they, <laughs> You are doing a cannonball into the deep end of the headline pool. <laughs> I will take no responsibility. And it, it, people's amygdala is already triggered, and they're kind of like, yes. this guy's a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> That's your coach, Dallas. That's your coach. That's the human skills. Those are the people skills you got with your football coach up there in Dallas. Ben, let's play McCarthy one. We don't have to play the whole thing. There's just a certain part of this that I, I need to hear one more time, and I'll down cue you on it, Ben. Here's here was the this was Mike McCarthy's message to the fans. My message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we Bingo. know how to win. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> it is the we NFC barely, East championship. We did back our way into the NFC East this year. Is that not is that not AFC I mean, South champs? We uh, we were less atrocious than the Philadelphia Eagles versus good teams. You know what that's the, the whole. We managed to beat a couple of those teams that nobody knew whether they were good or not either. Uh, so yes. that's what I needed LeBron to say after they won that stupid in season tournament this year. Yeah. We have a championship <laughs> culture. It's just not the world championship. It's the in season tournament. I got to go back and listen to the entire thing to hear what question that was in response to the last twenty years. Did you did you hear the actual question? I listened to the whole press conference. I yeah. don't recall the exact question. Yeah, I it was. I will say this. It was sort of a non sequitur off of an answer that, to something that, that else. That seemed like he just jumped into he did. that. He he did. I only like, cut listen, up that part of it. I like like there's a way to have that. that. That's again. It goes it goes back to the whole like. Okay, do you actually know how to communicate? Verbal with diarrhea, man. Um, this is a guy who openly admitted in a press conference that he lied to Jerry Jones to get the job while remember? sitting next to Jerry Jones. Yeah, like yeah. that's a like which also makes you feel and wonder. I honestly, I saw this with Joe Buck interviewing uh, this is Joe Buck interviewing Michael Irvin and the first clip is just just think about this as a Cowboys fan from a Cowboys fan perspective hearing this first this is Michael Irvin and who he was more upset with over the Jimmy and Jerry divorce I was probably more upset at Jerry for allowing it to happen uh, than Jimmy you know because you understand I understood the business side of it and I remember even when it, it, the people would come in trying to get interviews. I mean, I was off the chain. I was throwing garbage cans at the people. They would come in trying to get out of this locker room and throwing garbage cans. And just, I was just so upset. They showed wow. a clip of it. He was. Was he really? He was, yeah. 
Um, Jimmy is Jimmy Johnson kids. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. They'd won two Super Bowls, probably could have won like three more, uh, but they couldn't get along. And this, this is the part that, I mean, Cowboys fans already know this, but it's got to hurt to hear just even more confirmation of it. This is Michael Irvin telling Joe Buck Mm. on what he thought started the rift between Jerry and Jimmy. Jimmy wanted to run such a tight ship. Jerry wanted to make football bigger than life, which is what he's basically done. You know what I mean? He you wanted can't to make argue that. You cannot argue that. And he wanted to bring in princes and everything. Jimmy wanted that locker room door closed, especially if we lost. He was not in any mood to bring Legier, bring all these people around. Mm. And I, I think that was what started it. Yeah, and just imagine, I mean, that's that's what goes on now. Like, yeah. that's the qualification for a coach. Any coach that wants to try to run any program like Jimmy Johnson might have run, it's not it's not consistent with what Jerry's goals are. Wow. Which, honestly, like, this is it. If you're a Cowboys fan, honestly, like, you're, and I think you, you know this already, but I think sometimes maybe you say it, but you don't believe it. Like, your owner genuinely doesn't care about winning championships. Nope. He cares about making money. Yep. Like, like to the point where he's already seen it. He cares. Like, he made that choice specifically. And, like, say whatever you want. I'll even make fun of Bob Kraft speaking like he's on the slow record speed and everything. But, like, he let Bill Belichick be Bill Belichick. Yeah. I like there's that's why there's no way in hell Bill Belichick would ever take the Cowboys job. Right. There's no like the, the owner is not committed to winning at all. At all just doesn't give a single damn about it. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that is uh that's some really good Michael Irvin audio right there. That's on Audiorama, which is a uh it's like a Greg Olson podcast company. Oh, yeah. okay. And Joe, Buck, Joe Buck's got a Joe pod Joe Buck's on got a pod. I thought it was like, I thought this was the old Joe Buck show when it first came up on my timeline. Oh, Artie Lang was on after Michael Irvin? Yeah, on the Joe Buck show. Yeah, right. remember that? Yeah, so Audiorama is the, uh, I, I found it on the YouTube channel, but okay. they have podcasts and stuff too. We going to hit this Daniel Tosh? Too? Okay, so this is just for your enjoyment because I know you haven't heard this. This is the uh, comedian Daniel Tosh on his podcast. Um, he's a Dolphins fan. He's talking about how he feels about the other teams in the AFC East. Okay. I mean, I hate the Jets. I just I just hate the Jets. I, I've always hated the Jets the most in the AFC East. You, you didn't hate the Patriots? Well, sure. I hated Tom Brady. I hated that every championship they won was because they were the best at cheating that year. You know, Buffalo, they're obnoxious. But you lose four Super Bowls. And I and I have a soft spot for you. I hope for Buffalo. I hope the current Buffalo Bills. I hope they do a thirty for thirty about that two and a half year period they had potential. Wouldn't that be a riveting thirty for thirty? Remember that two and a half years the Buffalo Bills had potential. You know why the uh, tradition started by Bills Mafia jumping on tables? Do you know why, where that originally came from? Originally, it was so they could die. <laughs> because that's how f-ing horrible living in Buffalo is. It was so that's pretty good. Yeah, that belongs in the petty. <laughs> I should have waited until if if Buffalo got eliminated um, to play oh, that. We but, can always replay it on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is that is how that all have to be remembered. If the Bills uh if they can't sustain this, it's a, it'll be that two and a half three year period where man, it looked like they really could be a Super Bowl. Yeah, favorite. yeah, yeah. Man, that's going to be – and as we say that, everybody's picking the Bills up on the TV screen in here on uh, on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, boy, Sunday. Pat Mahomes on the road. If Pat Mahomes – if if he 
Uh, look, they've got all kinds of issues. Uh, they, look, they got drops. Chiefs? Everybody's got drops. Yeah, yeah. the Chiefs do. Hey, everybody's got drops. You know what? You know what the issue is, Patrick Mahomes? You are the issue. You've got that. You've got that contract and that salary, which isn't even that that startlingly big by quarterback standards right. anymore. But the team, like as a quarterback, the degree of after you get paid, the degree of difficulty gets harder every single year mm-hmm. because it's harder to it's harder to fill that team around you, and you lose some of the momentum you had from like even after Tyreek Hill left. And uh, this all falls on Pat Mahomes' shoulders, frankly. Their offensive ineptitude. Ex- I don't care about the drops. Yeah. Throw a more catchable ball like That's Tua. That's right. That's right. Tua throws a catchable ball, bro. Stop Tyreek be- will tell you about Stop it. Stop yelling at everybody, man. Yeah, quit being so, quit being so sassy. Stop yelling You're not at a sassy guy. No, no. You sound silly. I promise. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to do the 8 at 8 at the top of the hour. we got five reasons I hate you for Baltimore coming up at 825. Up next... If the te- I think the Texans have already served notice to the league that they're going to be a factor. If they win this weekend, I think there's going to be another big reason why the league is going to be on notice with the Houston Texans. We'll tell you what that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Twin Peaks Studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Football Friday. Ravens, Texans, 3.30 kick right here on Sports Radio 610. Tomorrow, tomorrow, one more night of sleep, and then we've got playoff football back in our lives. It's really, yeah, I don't. it feels a little bit Astros-like in that I'm not sleeping well. Uh, you get into the playoffs with the Astros, and you start to you're staying up late. You're 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 thinking about stuff. You're tossing and turning. Uh, it it it's starting to feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Feeling pretty good about I feel, the game. I'll look, it's gonna be a hell of a football game. I think. Um, I don't. Uh, I I'm kind of surprised that just like last week, it does seem like people in Baltimore are just completely assuming victory and domination despite having been through this before like they've been they've had an awesome regular season before and come up short in the playoffs and I I look I fully recognize that Lamar Jackson is a different dude right now but regardless of all of that 
just like respect the playoffs, respect the NFL, absolutely understand and know that there are huge upsets all the time that the bottom seeds do win, uh, and the Texans aren't even a bottom seed in this. So, like, uh, just they are a division champion. Yes, something that Mike McCarthy would tell you they, is they, most certainly a champion. They're if a not championship, a, not a world champion. Right? <laughs> they're a championship program. Just not a world championship program. Yeah. Yet. Yet. They may very well be. We just need three more games to find out if that's the this case. Point, I don't know if I even care about anything after this game. I just wanna I just want to I just want to shut up the Ravens. Yeah, there's a certain I I, I I fully believe now that Marlon Humphreys is out just because they don't think it's that big a deal for I like, him to play. I like where your head's at. They, they're that. like, oh, what do they got? They got Nico Collins right. and these other guys. Now we dudes. don't need Marlon Humphreys. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mark Andrews, look, I know you want to play and everything, but we got we got real football teams to prepare for next week. So just wanted you to just sit. If Mark Andrews sits, I will be convinced wholeheartedly 100% that the Ravens just don't think they have a, a, a single thing to worry about with the Texans. I think at a minimum... Regardless of what happens tomorrow, yes, I think at a minimum, the Texans have established themselves as one of those teams where you look at the AFC going into next year, and most of the league, most of the conference looks at them and goes, they're a problem. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're above that, they're a problem line. Like uh, the Mariners. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. When, in the, when, the, when the Astros played the Mariners in the playoffs, where right. it, felt like, it felt like, oh gosh, these guys are coming out, and then it didn't quite work that way. So it feels, it feels like that. Now you got to be better than the Mariners were this year to pull that yeah, up. Yeah, I think probably like you started feeling about the Bengals a couple years ago. I mean, now they made the Super Bowl, um, so they made a deep run. Yeah. But... But where you go, okay, well, this team, as long as they got that quarterback, and as long as they don't really screw up putting things around him, and, and more importantly, able to manage the cap once you pay that guy, they're, they're going to be, that's a team that's, that's going to be a 10 win team. That's every what year. people think, but that's where I get, that's where my, uh, my inner football coach in me starts to be like, okay, wait a second, guys. It's not as simple as you just continue this momentum, yep. Jaguars. You know, like sure. it's not as simple as you just cruise on 100%. up. 100%. Like 2013 Indiana Pacers. Yep. Remember when the Pacers were about to take over? Paul George. Where's Roy Hibbert's Roy just going to be? Yeah. Look at that verticality. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, they were going to be. They were, it's just a matter of time until the Pacers pull. clicked. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron's like, nah. Yeah. Eh, nah. I'm just going to go to the finals every year for a decade. If that's yeah. okay with you, uh, Indianapolis. But um, but yeah, the quarterback is now, and that is the difference too. Is like CJ's CJ's running an actual NFL offense, whereas Trevor Lawrence was doing a whole bunch of cute little uh, Doug Peterson get get rid of the ball before I have to actually start thinking type of stuff. Yeah, Here, here's here's what I kind of teased into this segment. This is a cool thing to me about where the Texans yeah. are at, regardless of what happens tomorrow. The cool thing about where they're at, ESPN had an article this week where they ranked all the rookie draft classes this year from 2023. The Texans were number one. They had the best rookie class, largely on the strength of C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. But when you look at just if some of these guys had been healthy all year, mm-hmm. Tank Dell was having a near Pro Bowl caliber season when he went down with a broken leg. Juice Scruggs, I think, has come along nicely in the last month of the year, and I'm guessing he'll be your starting center next year. Jared Patterson was your starting center and did a nice job. He's a six-round pick. You know, Dylan Horton, Henry Toa Toa, all dealing with various ailments, things like that along the way. My point with this is that I think the Texans have established themselves as being above that line of this team's going to be a problem. And they're probably a year ahead of schedule on that at least. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've, they, they're doing it with the, important, the most important guys on this team, it feels like by and large, are guys that are first and second year guys. Um, when Cincinnati had established themselves as that with Joe Burrow, yeah, it was with Joe Burrow as a second-year quarterback. Mind C.J. Stroud's a rookie. Joe Burrow is in his second year. 
Um, but they had already gone through their splurge of spending on veteran guys like DJ Reader and Hendrickson yeah. and Mike Hilton on defense. Yeah. The Texans haven't even done that yet. This will be the thing to watch, okay? Is uh is is you know, the Patriots forever got away with really Hardly putting any resources into offense at all. Uh, you know, they would use them first round pick on an offensive lineman here yeah. or there. Uh, but like free agents and whatnot, nah, whatever. They'd they let Nico Collins walk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess that's the thing to watch is just, okay, how much, how much support do they actually give Nico Collins over time? Or they would you know, have traded him this offseason like they did with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, they yeah. They traded oh, Brandon yeah. Cooks because they didn't want to pay him. Is Casario, who would have? The Patriots. The Patriots did, yeah, 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 yeah. The Texans, unfortunately. Oh, you know what? All right, we've already answered that question. The Texans paid him and then and then let him go. Oh, the Rams they, paid him and then no, the but the Texans, Texans paid Brandon paid Cooks. Again. They gave him new money. Yeah, they gave him. Yeah, money. that was so. Uh, like at the very least, okay. In that regard, I think Casario has been already maybe a little bit more aggressive, even if it was errant, errantly so. Yeah. Um, in bolstering the offense, and I think I don't. I think that was more of a Belichick thing than a Casario thing. Agreed. Um, maybe more of a defensive bias. Plus, look, we got Tom Brady, who Tom in their minds, as much as they love to supposedly downplay how good Tom Brady was, um, like Tom Brady was probably worth about four or five offensive starters. So they figure, like, all right, we're going to, like, okay, we can make do with four or five schlubs because Tom Brady makes up for that. And he was taking a 50% discount on his services. On his actual salary, His yeah. actual services. So he was worth 10 actual starters. Yeah, like, yeah it's crazy. I, somehow I don't think David Mulligan is going to let CJ Stroud do that. Hometown discount so they can sign more guys. Yeah. I don't know. You know I what guess. I always remember is always remember that the, the agent works for, work the, for client. the player. I, like I Jose it. Altuve. I mean, Jose Altuve is re-upped twice before he had to, even yeah. though his agent is, um, is what's his face? Scott there? Boris. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Scott Boris. Scott Boris, notorious for, you know, his guys testing free agency. He works for Jose Altuve. He does. He does. You know why I think this is going to be a good weekend? I had a good day yesterday. I got a check from a class action lawsuit that I didn't even know that I was part of the class. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much was it? Uh, $183. Was it a cell phone, a medication, or a vehicle? Okay, take a guess. Those, It's one of those three. Cell phone. Maldonado versus Apple. Yeah, yeah good guess. IPhone? Good guess, I guess. Okay, yeah, I, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. It was a check. Was it our Maldonado? Good that would be him. awesome. You know what? If Martin Maldonado sued Apple, <laughs> I would completely rethink the 2023 season. That'd be awesome if, like, all of a sudden you you, you open up Wall Street Journal on your computer and there's a picture of Maldonado leaving a courtroom with his suit, like, fists pumping in the air, fingers painted orange. He's like <laughs> spiking iPhones as he's walking out. Yeah, I'm guessing it's something that has to do with, like, Apple Care or something like that. Like, okay. something didn't get reimbursed. But here's. Here's this is a lesson, kids. Okay, so this check shows up in the mail yesterday, 183 bucks. First, I had to make sure it wasn't one of those ones you get from like one of your credit cards or yeah. banks. That if you sign the back and cash it, it's really just a oh, cash yeah. advance on your credit. Twenty nine percent credit. Never done that before. Or interest um, rate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's the word. Make I sure can't it's believe re- that's legal yeah. to send a nineteen year old. Why is it? Why are they sending me a ten thousand dollar check? This is amazing. I mean, when it says this is a check, right? It's a, whenever something doesn't have to say this is not a check, like, yeah, watch out. Yep. So, um, 183 bucks. I yeah. double checked. I read. I'm holding, so you can see the check is gone. The perforated part. Yeah, of you here. deposited. Cashed the yeah. check, but I kept the letter because I wanted to show you what a hero Martin Maldonado is for suing Apple or one of his relatives. Um, but apparently, apparently, 
this class action lawsuit had already paid out at one point in the last year. So I probably got a check for $82.12. But a lot of people, as it turns out, in a class action lawsuit involving millions of people, don't cash their checks. Or the checks don't make it to them or whatever. And by law, apparently, Apple has to pay out the full amount. (laughs) So what they do is after a certain period of time... They go back to the people who actually did cash the checks, yeah. and they go, "Let's redisperse the rest oh, of that's this." Cool. That's yeah. nice of Apple. So the lesson <laughs> is: the lesson is, kids, when you get a check in the mail, cash the damn thing because yeah. you never know when more checks are gonna gonna show up. I was part of a really big class action suit that I didn't really have any say in or anything, but it's it's a huge payout. Here's the catch. I have to either get Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, or CTE uh, for the NFLPA settlement. <laughs> Do you have to? It's a lot of money. Yeah. But fingers crossed, I'm just waiting on the Parkinson's to start rolling in. It is. It's so depressing. You see the numbers, you're like, oh, wow. Well, that's a good amount of money. Let's see here. Oh, if you get Parkinson's or CTE, which can only be diagnosed after you die. My heirs will be so Brandy's got to be pumped. Brandy's just... She's like, oh, he, he put the cereal in the fridge and the milk in the cupboard again. Yes. It's happening. Yes. This is happening. <laughs> do it again. Do the whole, do the whole imitation. <laughs> oh, I'm Seth Paid. I like to ramble on and tell dumb jokes. <laughs> That's my life. This interview is over. <laughs> That's a long form version. That was recorded on an Apple phone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which netted me $183.26. I forgot about the interview is over part. Is there a statute of limitations on your Parkinson's CTE? Yeah, when I die. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, but then, like if you get Parkinson's or Alzheimer's it, like, and you're still there's alive. I've got Alzheimer's in the family. so there's it, a And you're still alive. I don't want to make light of this, but yeah. you're still alive. And somebody on your behalf goes to cash in on this lawsuit. There's no chance of them going. No, sorry, the expiration date on these payouts was. No, I don't think. If anything, I think in perpetuity. I might be off the cutoff for. I don't know. There's some kind of like. There's I some would look into it if I were not. I don't. So, yeah, I'm sure. By the time I have Alzheimer's, I'll look into it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit down and sift through all the all the papers. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll take a detailed look at, at all the legalese. And, that's all. It's all taken care of, Sean. I'm fine with it. Hey, what's Seth doing over there, Brandy? Getting paid? <laughs> Getting paid. Oh, uh, man. So I say all that to say. 183 extra dollars going into the Houston economy this week. And, like, I'm putting that into savings. Yeah, Hell that's no. right. You're going to spend it at the watch party. Our money. Dude, that'll be spent by 3 o'clock this afternoon. Where's our watch party? I have to be there. It's down. It's downtown. Okay. It's, like, right in front of the convention center. Sounds like it's going to be our Apple watch party with your, all, all that money you oh, got coming dude, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. But you need to be there. Doors open at 1.30. At 1.35, I'm going to stand at the front of the stage and just make it rain. <laughs> make it rain. Yep, I'm just with my 183 bucks. Yeah. Right, with Steve Jobs' money. Rest it's kind of peace. messed up that they sent you a physical check when they could have just deposited it into your Apple account. They probably, oh yeah, a little Apple, a little cash Apple on the Pay phone. or something. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh well, it's in my. Yeah, account it's like the same way you have to fax your I doctor's office. Sprint it over to the ATM and put that bad boy in there. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 